0: I'm honored and humbled to be here. Yesterday, during Torah study, we have Torah study Saturday morning, Shabbat morning, 9:45 to 11. It's one of my favorite, best-kept secrets in Shreveport. We sit around a table and we talk about the Torah portion of the week. And somebody out of the blue asked me, without knowing that I was coming here today, "Tell me about the Unitarians. What do they believe?" I said, "I'll tell you after Sunday." <laughs> It was just funny. I don't know where it came from. Um, Maybe they heard I was coming, but I don't think so. One of the things that struck me today, a lot of what I say today was left open. We talked about all kinds of possibilities, and I had great ideas when I walked in here. But after listening to this powerful worship service, this worship experience, this very spiritual experience, I realize I've got to change all of the things I thought I was going to talk about because there are things that truly struck, touched my heart about what it is that you have said here in, in spirit and in worship. The one thing that struck me especially was, what's God's name? What, I just heard one vote for Yahweh. What do you say is God's name? Anybody else have one? Or is that what you... Elohim. Mystery. Mystery. Consciousness, Krista, Krishna, Krishna. Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> three thousand names for God
1: worldwide,
0: <laughs> a universal consciousness, God's. Goddess, She She and he and it, which is awkward. (laughs) The great gig in the sky. I like that. Somebody's a musician here. (laughs) The big hippie in the sky. The eagle. Now, let me tell you, the thing that struck me is how many times today during worship we talked about not having a name for God. And let me tell you something funny about that. In my congregation, often I have many Christian groups who come to worship with us, to learn about us, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate the concept of understanding because it's, um, it's not just the indifference in the world that scares me, although it saddens me, but it's the ignorance that scares me because I always feel that ignorance leads to fear and fear leads to hatred, and I watch it happen like this. And so I'm always thankful when we get to worship together, we get to share experiences, and I'll talk more about that. But one of the concepts that worries other people the most about Judaism is that on one level, we do not know God's name. We have no idea what God's name is. If we read Torah, if we read the Hebrew scriptures, there is a name that's written there. And the name has four letters, and some people like to pronounce it as Yahweh because the first letter is Yud, which is like a Y. And the second letter is a He, which is like a H. And the third letter is Vav, which is more like a W than a V. And the last letter is another He. It's got four letters. And my doctoral degree is linguistics. I love Hebrew. I think you've already heard that. There's so much I can tell you about those four letters that when we put them together, what it means. First of all, they're almost all vowels. They're just sounds. They're just breathing. The name is like breathing. It's not even something that's easy to say, not because it's a <laughs> kind of a hard to say, but because it's just breath. So first of all, it's hard to say, and it's breathing, and I can show you etymologically how the word potentially comes from the verb to be, that I can show you how it means all in one word, in one chunk, how it means was and is and will be, all in just one four-letter word. But I can't tell you how to say it, not because I don't know. I can look at the letters and I can say the sounds. But for a number of reasons. One is that we are told that it was only said out loud at specific times of the year that the high priest in the Holy of Holies, on the holiest day of the year, at the holiest moment, was allowed to say it out loud. And if you're not the high priest, you don't say it. And there is no high priest, and there hasn't been, as of the year 70 of the Common Era, as of Thursday, this past Thursday, was the commemoration of the destruction of the Second Temple and the destruction of the First Temple and the Spanish Inquisition and the beginning of World War One, and many, many tragedies all fell on the ninth day of the month of Av on the Jewish calendar, on the Hebrew calendar on the biblical calendar and that was this past Thursday and ever since then there's been no high priest to say that name aloud and we don't know what the word is anymore we don't know how to say it and it drives some people crazy that we don't know how to say God's name it just bothers them and it doesn't bother me It doesn't bother me. I have ways of talking to God. I have ways of referring to God. And many of the ways are ways that you've already mentioned. Although I have to tell you, I don't ever say Yahweh. (laughs) I don't ever say Yehovah. I don't. Usually, as you may know, if I'm looking at that word and I have to say something in its place because I'm reading it out loud, whether it's in scriptural reading or whether it's in a prayer or a blessing, I say Adonai, which means something like, I don't know. There's not a good word in English that makes me feel comfortable about what it says either. Something like my master. I don't like the word Lord. I don't use that word because I'm not, I was never good at history in school, but I remember learning about the Middle Ages and the Lord of the manor. And I don't remember ever hearing about one Lord of the manor who was somebody I was looking up to. Ooh, sorry. You're right about those microphones. <laughs> And because Lord means some a male entity and God is not male or female or sometimes not male and sometimes not female and sometimes I don't know. I, I'm I'm not gonna pigeonhole. There was a terrible, terrible joke about it once about um and I'm telling it anyway and I shouldn't <laughs> about a guy who walked into it, but the kids are gone. No, all the kids aren't gone. Don't listen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. A guy walked into a bar, is the way the story goes, and he's got a dog, and he puts the dog on, the, on the, the table at the bar, at the bar stand, and he says, I'd like a beer for me, and I'd like some water and a bowl for my dog. And it was a cute dog, so the bartender said, looked around. It was almost closing time. He said, okay. And he tries to make conversation with the guy, and he said, "Now he noticed something strange. The bartender, this dog has no legs, no legs. And he says, "You know that dog is cute." Has he? I mean, did he lose his legs recently? He says, "No, he was born like that." And the dog was very sweet and very cute, and drank up his water very quietly and calmly, and behaved himself, sitting on the bar. And the bartender said, "Well, you know, making conversation. How old is he? He's about five years old now. And you had him all his life. Yeah, I've had him all his life." And he said, "Well, what's his name?" He said, "He doesn't have a name. (laughs) He doesn't have a name. You've had him for five years." He said, "Well, if I called, would he come?" And, and to some extent, the truth is, when we think about if you get a, a pet, one of the first things you have to do is find a good name for that pet. Not just so that you could call it and it'll come, but you're responsible for that, that living being, and you give it a name. And we're not responsible in the same way for God. So it's not uncomfortable to me that I don't have a name. It's not a pet. God is within and without And it's okay with me that I don't know God's name. (laughs) I've been teaching Hebrew for over 30 years, and since I've moved to Shreveport, most of my students are not Jewish. And one day after class, when I did this whole long spiel about God not having a name, and I know that God's name wouldn't be pronounced Yehovah, and I know that God's name wouldn't be pronounced Yahweh, even though those are the four letters, and I went through this whole thing, one of my students, I think he was a Baptist guy, comes up to me afterwards, and he whispers to me, he says, I know that the Jews know God's name, but they're just not telling. (laughs) I I, I don't. I really don't know. I know what it isn't, because we are also told not to take God's name in vain. And it seems to be a very important thing to God not to take God's name in vain. And what does it mean? I don't think it specifically means that if I stub my toe and I say a bad word and I use God with that bad word, that that's taking God's name in vain, because God isn't God's name. Sometimes I teach my kids that taking God's name in vain is if you say a blessing, but you're not paying attention to what you're saying. Because when you say blessings, for example, if I were going to eat from a, an, an, eat an apple, I would praise God for being the creator of the fruit of the tree. And the first words I say are, praised are you, our God, for being, and then I would end with, the creator of the fruit of the tree. Notice how I didn't do the whole blessing. Because I teach them that if you say the blessing and you don't then do the thing that you said, it's like making a prank call to God. And that's not nice. (laughs) Because you're saying, praised are you. And if you believe that God is listening, and I do believe that God is listening, and I do believe that God answers, then every time you say, praised are you, God said, yes. And then you say, you created the fruit of the tree and you just walk away yes hello hello can you hear me now so i taught that one day at the day camp here a few years ago and the next day one of the little girls comes up to me and says what did you say was god's phone number again (laughs) god's phone oh yeah when you say praised are you i know and so now i know god's phone number and i know how not to make prank calls (laughs) but i don't know god's name and i'm okay with that because god is beyond what i can know but god is also very close and there's something inside me that, that knows. It doesn't have to be the name. And I know that God has a, an awareness of my name. We had a debate yesterday in this Torah study about a guy who said, you know, the world is so big and the universe is bigger and we're probably not the only universe. So I believe that there's a power out there and the power created all of this and the power interacts with all of this. But there's too much for God to worry about just little old me. And I always feel sorry for him. <laughs> And every once in a while, I'll point out to him ways that God was paying attention to him today. But that made me sad. But I wanted to share one other thing with you. So, so it's okay not to have a name. And it's also okay to have a nickname for God. Nicknames are okay, because sometimes you have to talk to God. We were talking before services, and yes, I'm the first female rabbi in Shreveport, and... Um, and I love being here. I've been here 17 years, but I haven't been the rabbi here 17 years. I've wanted to be a rabbi all my life or since fourth grade. I knew it was me, and all kinds of things diverted me from being ordained, not from doing... I, I've always done what I'm doing, but I was only ordained two years ago. And the seminary where I was ordained has a rabbi there who's now 96 years old, 97 years old. who's was born in Hungary. He was one of 17 children. He lost his wife and daughter and most of his family in the Holocaust. He was already here. He said if you lost your faith in God because of the Holocaust, then you never had faith to begin with. He says that life is always filled with joy. You have to look for those moments. And, you know, you hear about people who go and they find their guru and he emanates joy. This man emanates joy. And his life has not been easy, but he emanates joy. And one of the things he said that I would like to share with you, because I think that this ties together with indifference. And I think what I felt coming here and worshiping with you today is this same kind of spirit. And unfortunately, we don't always find this kind of spirit. We find a spirit of ignorance and people who think that they believe in God and think that they're doing God's will, but not if they're doing it with indifference and not if they're doing it with ignorance of other people. And he said... A lot of people come to him because he's a rabbi and they say, you know, I'm not sure that I believe in God. And he said, that's okay. He said, look at me. I look at you. There's a spark in you that makes you human, that makes you who you are. Do you believe that? Yeah, that's hard to kind of ignore. I mean, it's, it's the me after all. And I know that that's, uh, there is a spark that's me. He said, I believe that that spark comes from God. I mean, if you don't, that's okay, but I believe that that spark comes from God. He said, and I believe that God is is kind of a, a huge spark, a huge light, like a candle that glows. And he draws a picture of a Hanukkah menorah. So you've got four branches on this side and four branches on this side and a tall branch in the middle. And he says, I think that this middle branch that's trying to keep this world lighted up, that's God's light trying to shine on everything and everyone. And each of these branches, and he draws these pictures of different religious groups. He's got a little Star of David and a little crescent moon and a cross and all kinds of... He's got eight different pictures, but there's many more, but his picture has eight. And he said, if I'm on this little Star of David and I'm worried about keeping my little branch lit up, this world is still not going to be a very bright place. I have a responsibility to make sure that all of the branches stay lit, that everybody has their faith enhanced because of my spark. That when we have a fire in us that's that spark and we share it with others, our spark doesn't get diminished. The world gets to be brighter. And that's what I felt when I came here. And I appreciate that more than I can say. And I'm sorry about the ignorance that we have in this world and in Shreveport and even in my congregation (laughs) about, and what do those Unitarians believe? <laughs> or, equally as powerful, what do those Jews believe? So I'm okay with the fact that God doesn't always have a name in your prayers, and you're welcome to come and worship with us as well. I'm going to invite my congregation to come here and see what they can do about joining with you. One of my, my students in my classes always get to a point where they've been studying Hebrew enough that they say, well, can we come to your services You belong to a church, right? If I said, could I come and worship at your church, would you say, well, no, of course not. You can't come. Of course, it's a house of worship. Of course you could come. And I like to say, you know, if you come to my house of worship, you'd probably feel more comfortable than most other places you could imagine going. Because whatever your faith, there's a chance that that other congregation worships in a different way than what you're used to. Sometimes a little bit different, sometimes very different. But if you come to my congregation, it's nothing that we say is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Nothing. I don't think so. I believe with all my I pray with all my heart, nothing makes anybody feel uncomfortable that you just had a wonderful positive spiritual experience. And one of my other students said, "Do you want to know how welcome they make you feel?" They don't pass around a plate when you come to services. You get to come and pray for free. <laughs> so because on our services it's the Sabbath and we don't do money things on Sabbath officially. So, yeah, you could even come and I mean, no offense or anything. It's a good idea. Maybe that's why you, I think it is. I think it's definitely why you don't have it on the Sabbath. It's not a bad idea. I've seen churches where they raise tens of thousands of dollars on a Sunday just by passing the plate. I can't even imagine (laughs) but at our congregation. But you could come to our service. You'd feel comfortable, and you'd get away with praying for free. (laughs) And we have refreshments afterwards, too. (laughs) But I'm going to invite my congregation to come here and see what they can gain from worshiping with you because I like this idea of not always having a name for God, of always being on the lookout against indifference and worshiping with each other, looking for God within and without. And I'm very appreciative that you let me come. Thank you. I didn't know I was going to be singing. Uh, this, I'm going to teach first so you can stay seated. We are saying that it is the Sabbath because God says work six days and take a day off, and today is a really good day to take a day off. So we will say that it's the Sabbath. In Hebrew, the word for Sabbath is Shabbat. Let me hear Shabbat. Because the word Shabbat means he rested. That's what the word means in Hebrew. So it says God called the seventh day Shabbat because he rested. That means absolutely nothing in English. But if you say God called the seventh day Shabbat because he Shabbat, that makes a little more sense, doesn't it? (laughs) It makes just a little more sense. So we're going to say that it's a Shabbat today, that it's a day of rest for us, because maybe it is for you. I hope it is. And when we have a Shabbat, we wish everyone a peaceful Shabbat. The word shalom, which many of you probably already know, comes from the root that means complete, whole. Whole doesn't mean you can't have anything else put into it, but it does mean there's a satisfaction in complete. There's a saying in Judaism, who is wise? The one who learns from everyone. Who is strong? The one who can control their strength. And who is rich? The one who's happy with whatever they've got. And it doesn't mean you're not allowed to have more or give away something, but at least you're happy. Life is complete with what you have. So we wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom, a Sabbath of peace. And I'm going to start this one with uh, a little biddle, 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 deedle, deedle, because you're good at this. I already know you are. The first words I pretend are in French or Spanish or Italian, whatever your favorite language is, but the word is really just bim bam. Can you bim and bomb? Bim bom And you're going to have to, it's okay if you bim when I bomb, and if you bomb when I bim, that's really okay. But it goes like this. And it's in there? It doesn't matter. You only need to know Bim and Bam and Shabbat and Shalom. You can put your books down. You're not going to need to know it. Trust me. I didn't even know this book. This song exists in a book. Bim,
1: Bim, Bam. Bim, 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 Bam. Bim, 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 bim Bam. That's the whole first part. Bim. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat 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 shalom. Again. Shabbat shalom.
0: Shabbat shalom. Shabbat 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 shalom. Now, before we get to the high part, because there's always a high part, there's a clapping that you can do that I can't do while I'm playing guitar, but there's a clapping you can do. It's going to go like this Shabbat shalom. Shabbat, Shalom, clap.
1: Shabbat, 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 shalom. Clap. shabbat, Shalom, clap. Shabbat, Shalom, clap. Shabbat, 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 Shabbat,
0: Shalom. Clap. Now let me teach you one other thing about clapping. Because Shabbat is set aside as a different kind of day, it's not just set aside to not work, it's set aside to be holy. Holy means different. Doesn't necessarily mean better, although I kind of like it, <laughs> but it means different. So on Shabbat, we do things in a different way. So how do you clap? Something like this. On Shabbat, I want you to clap like this. So we're going to say, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom,
1: Shabbat 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 Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat 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 Shalom. Here comes the high part. Sha bacha, that's the clap part by the way. Sha-bacha-ba, sha-ba-cha-ba-shalum, ba sha That's the high part, whole high part. Let's try it again. Sha-ba-sha-ba. Sha-ba-sha-ba-shalum. go down to the low part. Sha-ba shalom. sha shalom. Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabat Shabbat, Shalom again. Shabbat Shalom, Shabat Shalom, Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabat Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat Shabat Shabbat 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 Shabbat